0: Hello, this is Andrew W.K., and I'm here to remind you that we're partying very hard together on the Freaky Geeks podcast.
1: Hi, my name's Shane Smith, and I'm that time when you first got a blowjob, and the very first time a girl licked your balls, it tickled and you farted.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's good. I thought you were going to talk about teepee blowjobs, but that's also yeah it's embarrassing how do you
1: recover from a fart just kidding i know how because it was me the whole time
2: (laughs) surprise (laughs) surprise
1: uh you don't recover you 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 cry later
2: (laughs) you run out of the room oh
1: you stop getting a blowjob
2: do you finish or do you leave
1: you finish when she leaves
2: (laughs) (laughs) forced finish okay yeah I am the sweat dripping down Little John's balls in the hit song "Get Low," Noel Cummings.
1: Oh, that's a cool one.
2: Well, I mean, I guess that was Rachel, but Rachel Sean. But yeah. now it's Noel Cummings. She wrote it. Okay. Well, Shout actually, out to
1: your ghostwriter, Rachel Sean.
2: I'm not afraid of him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I ain't afraid no ghostwriter.
1: Oh my god. Oh
2: man, speaking of ghosts.
1: Yeah, (laughs) today's episode rules. We have two special guests,
2: Andrea and... Steven. Yes. From uh, an October evening.
1: And we're super... It was so fun. I'll be real. At first, I was like, oh, I hope that they're not like awkward or sad or or like, you know, like anything like us. So many things (laughs) can go wrong, you guys. And then we record in my bedroom, which is just like any grown woman in my bedroom is uncomfortable for sure.
2: Yeah. There's just toys and sadness everywhere. (laughs) Lack of showering. uh, It's unreal.
1: It's I mean, this is all true facts. I can't dispute yeah, any of this. Yeah, you can't even get mad. But Andrea fucking crushed it. She was awesome. Steven is a, is amazing artist and so fun to talk to. Everyone's great.
2: Yeah, it was... They honestly should have a podcast. Yeah, that, I was literally just going to say, where's their fucking podcast? They don't even need a podcast because they put on an amazing performance in October evening, which is like this variety show. We talk about it in the episode, but it's music and film and fashion and performance and... It's where you should spend your money this Halloween season. Um, Last year, I was in it, got to see it, and it blew my fucking mind, and I've been thinking about it ever since. Yeah.
1: Last year, I was also in it, got to see it. We were both Freddy Mm Krueger. Weirdly enough, we just both ended up as Freddy. Yeah. Weird. And um, yeah, it was so fun. Um, I, I, I am maybe doing it again this year, probably. In any case, I'll be there. Yeah. We'll
2: be there no matter what, and... I mean, honestly, I can't hype them up enough. In this episode, one of my favorites that we've ever done. Yeah. Such a great conversation about Halloween and film and just being in this climate while also trying to be spooky people. And then we also talk about an October evening and that creative side of it. And just they're so fucking cool.
1: Talk about filmmaking. Talk about dressmaking. Talk about serial killers. Oh, I'm excited for this episode Yeah, this is a
2: great episode
1: Yeah, um, speaking of great things though Man, this episode, like all episodes <laughs> Is brought to you by Black Salt Studio, everybody Hell yeah Are you trying to get tattooed? I fucking know you are You I'm should be I'm getting tattooed Are you? Yeah, I'm getting tattooed the 13th?
2: Of November?
1: No, of this month
2: Oh, yeah, we haven't even hit that time yet. Uh, I'm
1: getting tattooed Friday the 13th, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah, I'm getting my shin blah, 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 blasted. Hell,
3: yeah. And so
1: it's going to be awesome. Um, anyway, get tattooed. 930 South Main Street, Salt Lake City, Utah. All right, black salt.
2: B-L-A-Q-U-E,
1: mm-hmm. Salt. Yes. So good. You've never been in a shop that's more atmospheric and badass and amazing. Yeah. Um, they're all true artists. Just get down there and get tattooed. Yeah. If
2: you've never been, check out their shop. In itself, it's like a little creep show. Yeah. It's beautiful. The aesthetic there is amazing. Will and Casey, as you know, are gods walking amongst us. And then we also have Sammy, Sadie, and Preston in front of house. Make an appointment with them they're booking out because their shit don't fucking stink and if you've seen casey online she just did this amazing lydia tattoo lydia from beetlejuice and this like style that she's been doing is like creepy realism doll weird thing and it's gorgeous oh my god i'm obsessed with it and she's got a piece up for grabs i still think so check that out if you like creepy girls and want to get tattooed hit up casey
1: All right, uh, what else do we got going on?
2: This month is packed full of fucking shit.
1: So, uh, this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you can catch me in the deserts of southern Utah (laughs) doing a vision quest, (laughs) (laughs) y'all.
2: Shane's officially lost his mind. I have.
1: But also, uh, is the 13th Anime bonsai.
2: No. I fucked up completely. (laughs) The 13th is our private, semi-private Freaky Geeks Party. That's
1: right. If you're listening to this podcast, you're invited.
2: Yeah. If you're, yeah, seriously, get on the private group. You can get more details about that. Yeah, yeah. You have
1: to be in the private group. Yeah, you have
2: to be in the private group so we know that you're not a pedophile. Um, That's Friday the 13th. Um, Saturday the 14th, um, I'm going to be shooting Miss Fearcon at Fear Factory. Shane's going to be there hustling. Um, the 20th and the 21st is an October evening. 15 bucks. Your tickets. Get them at Tower Theater. It's amazing. Check that out. It'll be at night. Get a babysitter. Bring your kid. Actually, don't leave them in the car. Do whatever. That's also the same weekend as Anime Bonsai,
1: Which we will also be at. Which we will
2: also be at during the day. And um, next weekend, the... 27th and 28th. That is FearCon, which we will be hosting the costume contest in, and I will be in Miss FearCon on that Saturday.
1: Also, this weekend, the 13th and the 14th uh, of October in the year of our Lord 2017, <laughs> I may or may not be at Nick Swarzen for part of that here at uh, at Wise Guys uh, here in down- downtown Salt Lake City, Utah. I forgot where I lived for a second. Mm-hmm. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, we have a lot going on this October. There is so much happening.
2: Yeah, and potentially also, a show. Potentially our live show. Did we get a date locked down for that? Potentially the 29th. The 29th. We need to get that figured out potentially. ASAP. Potentially. The last
1: Sunday of October... Come get super spoopy with us, because we're going to have a worst Halloween costume contest. Yeah,
2: worst costume contest. Whatever
1: your interpretation of the worst costume is.
2: The Garbage Avengers, whatever you want.
1: The Garbage Avengers, maybe uh, something, I don't even know. My credit
2: score. Yeah. Anything. No, that's genuinely scary. I I know, but it's also garbage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In any case, uh, we've got a lot going on. Please reach out to us on the Facebook group, Freaky Geeks on Facebook. Yes. Search us. It's a private group. Uh, let us know how you found us, obviously, for the podcast. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people who think it's a sex group. Yeah. And when they add us, they write in the, How did you find out about us? They say, searched for freaks. Yeah. Or they'll write, How did you find out about us? And they'll just write, Internet. Yeah. It's fun. Love it's a talker, fun time. I know you're on the Internet. <laughs> yeah. Bitch, I, you're you can't here. Come in here to molest everybody. Yeah. I mean,
2: which happens. It's a, uh, the fun thing about the Freaky Geeks group is that it also introduced us to this whole subculture of um, sex groups on facebook yeah they're real and they start with the word freaky so if you're into that check it out freaky insert where you're into and then you'll find a private group. freaky
1: bitches atlanta for instance
2: freaky jamaican girls
1: freaky bitches new york i mean freaky bitches is a really popular it is
2: it is a big one so check that out if you're into it um but don't come to our group expecting that you're not far off from what you'll get but it is not always that
1: We should put in the group, what like, idiot assholes only. Yeah. And then that way
2: people will know. Are you an idiot asshole? Yes or no? <laughs> if no, not allowed.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: Um... Speaking of idiot assholes, <laughs> thanks for Patreon, everybody. Yeah,
1: Patreon has been going really well. Um... So many of you have donated, it means so much to us. We're making enough that we're probably going to be able to cover our rent for the next year already, and we're already planning on spending money on uh, a bunch of cool stuff. We're going to have shirts for you guys yes. soon that you can buy now yes. because of you. Yeah. We're also going to be sending out mail to you guys soon, so please keep a lookout for that. All of our first round of Patreon people who uh, supported us from like the very first week, we're going to go ahead and... Do something a little extra special for you. Mm-hmm. And anyway, you guys all mean the world to us.
2: Yeah, and it's patreon.com backslash freaky geeks. Yep. Find us there. A dollar will change our fucking lives. Thank you so much to everyone who has yeah. donated.
1: Please just you can it's you just make an account, log in, use your PayPal. If everyone gave us one dollar this would be our job and you mm-hmm. would probably be getting two episodes a week or in yeah. and, and we it would be i don't know just thinking about it like freaks me out i know it's so amazing so you guys mean the world to us thank you so much um something we haven't asked you to do for a while If while well, we're asking you to do things yeah well if we're you begging wanted to go review our podcast yes. on itunes They updated the uh, iTunes and made the podcast app more easy to use so you can write a review much easier. Mm. Please go click on Freaky Geeks. If you've never written us a review on your iPhone or your computer, go write us a review in iTunes. It would mean the world to us. Or
2: make a new account and write us another review yeah being someone else five star five star
1: five star only. five
2: star fuck your face whatever it doesn't yeah. matter give us five stars because you're an idiot asshole and we're idiot assholes too yeah
1: we lo- and we love and support each other so yeah that's pretty much uh, do we have anything else going um,
2: on I'm potentially gonna do a um, t-shirt fundraiser like a Halloween t-shirt um, so that's probably going to happen this week, and I'm just going to throw that money back into creating more merch for us that we can have on hand. Um, I know I put merch out there, and then it, like, fell through because these people want a million dollars up front, or they're like, yeah, we'll make your shirts and print them and send them, and then you get 50 cents. Yeah, the
1: Shane Kills Love shirt. Yeah,
2: that was a fucking nightmare. So I'm going to do a Halloween shirt run. It'll be on, like, Teespring, or it's like you... It's a temporary fundraiser. You pay the money and then they get the shirt. We just have to sell three and they print them and everyone's happy. Take that money, throw it into new designs so we can also simultaneously have the coffin logo shirt, Shane kills love and some, <laughs> some other cool ones. So yeah. Real. Yeah. We'll basically be doing a limited edition October only Freaky Geeks shirt that will have nothing really to do with Freaky Geeks. Just be a cool, creepy design. Yeah. So yeah
1: oh man i feel like we covered a lot
2: yeah welcome to an hour-long intro and a two-hour-long episode
1: yeah it's gonna be so good though guys thank you so much for listening thank you for supporting us on patreon thank you for reviewing us thank you for just making it this far into the intro yeah to be real yeah you guys mean the fucking world to us and we love you i'm feeling especially sappy today
2: yeah, it's a bu- it's been a beautiful day.
1: It has been. All right, everyone.
2: Fucking enjoy this episode
1: all about an October evening, hail fucking Satan. Hail Satan.
3: <laughs> What's with kids today? Huh? No respect.
1: You can't scare me anymore.
3: Oh, you better speak up. Oh, must be my deaf ear. <laughs> no! oh! this film
0: i think uh yeah even at the end when they're you know hovering uh they're they're being suspended by wires there's no cgi in that film Mm, see
3: Um, that's
2: that's probably another big thing with it that i didn't even realize it feels authentic yeah yeah
1: Yeah, I think that it was weird because they, the sound, like you said, the sound design and everything, they wanted to, like, immerse you in the, like, the area they were in, but I don't think they really knew what they were trying to accomplish by doing that. Yeah. Because they immersed you in it, but then you were like, yeah, they talk funny. People back then were weird. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and that was it like there was no they didn't immerse you and make you feel like how dangerous it was to live back then or how like close to death they all were or how important it was that they get food or how why the dad was so on edge
0: it was just style over substance yeah totally yeah. and mm-hmm.
1: if they had like narratively like giving you like yeah this family lives out in the middle of nowhere no one can help them wolves could come eat them the dad is worried because he needs to feed them or they'll all die like right and then and give you like this sort of like the tension of just what it's like to live in the forest yeah and then there's a witch also holy shit <laughs> <laughs> but instead they were just like pilgrims talk funny y'all <laughs> yeah. also right. there was baby guacamole or whatever yeah
2: the baby guacamole in, in the, the beginning guacamole. of it yeah That was pièce de resistance.
1: Yeah, <laughs> dude, it, that does come at you pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. You're like, like, oh, I'm oh, okay, and then, like, oh. and then she's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh
2: my, that was a baby's penis. <laughs> it's like
1: 11 p.m. when you're tired, but you need that guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to make it as
0: bad <laughs> Like I have as you to can. have
2: it. Yeah. I'm craving it and need it now. Oh, by the way, I guess we should introduce you guys. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I
0: didn't even know. Uh, are we? Are we going? Are we actually recording? <laughs> yeah. No, well, we're here. Yeah, <laughs>
2: we're, this is how Shane pulls <laughs> it on. We've been here. Yeah, we uh, we've been here for a minute it <laughs> when we t- he'll test the mics and i'll just be like reading facebook shit talking. talking shit and then it's recording and i don't find out until i get that message from then a co-worker who's like so i heard you <laughs> saying that shit. You- i need to shower more i heard that <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like Uh-oh. god damn it that's actually that's not far from an actual story that happened. I to was me. gonna
4: say I've heard a few of you. I mean, I've I listen to your guys' podcast. There's been a few <laughs> where you've talked yeah. about
2: coworkers and then been like, oh shit, I have to apologize every, for what I said. Every time it happens,
1: in my mind, I'm like, you should stop her, and then I'm like, no, keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> okay. It keeps my Mondays very interesting.
2: <laughs> Shane knows that if he wakes up on a Monday and he's got like 20 texts from me, someone Some, thumbs up, someone listened. <laughs> No. Called me out. At least on you it. know
4: people are listening, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: it's
0: always a good. That's thing. That's how you know you have listeners. <laughs> yeah. Do you
1: know what is weird though? We have like so we have a lot, right? But mm-hmm. so few of them actually engage us. It's kind of infuriating. Yeah. No, I agree. If you We're tourists gonna tourists just listening <laughs> and not even wanting to talk to us. <laughs> we're
2: gonna talk shit. We're gonna talk shit on our listeners and supporters. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those assholes. Fuck them. Fair weather motherfuckers <laughs> just listening and not reviewing every week. Yeah. Oh shit. I don't it. review.
4: Is that what I need <laughs> to do? Do I need to uh, get on there and review? Wow. I yeah, listen. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I totally
2: need to review. Okay. Yeah. I'll, get I'll get on that. I'll get on that. We're not even doing this anymore. Yeah. The the reviews are what could potentially, I guess, give us discounts on our podcast rent. Okay.
4: So do you guys get money or depending advertisers. on how many yeah, followers or advertisers you have? There's
1: I- things... There's like a lot to it. The metrics and the way it all. No one wants to hear this. Yeah, but a million, okay. a million
2: things have to happen all at once, including popularity, listenership, consistency. Just that's like 2% of the puzzle. And once those things all happen at once, iTunes will finally acknowledge that you're relevant and exist. Okay. And they might throw you in advertisers for like a Casper mattresses or <laughs> Squarespace. Get your and- Casper I mattress. I need a Casper mattress. <laughs> I need one My too. My
1: futon is not becoming of a grown Shane, man. Shane, I
4: was talking about this earlier. I sleep on a futon as well. So you really? So <laughs> but you're
1: also not a grown man. <laughs> so I, I'm not a grown man. <laughs> She's a grown woman. Do you sleep on it as a couch? Or as a bed. You know
4: what? I'd probably prefer it more as a couch, but I have it as set as a bed. I do it
1: halfway, so it's like a taco. <laughs> oh, I that's perfect! <laughs> I like that. I like just that a lot. Slowly dying, in it. <laughs>
4: oh, sinking man. into the taco futon.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we have to introduce. Yeah. Uh, God people. damn it. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and introduce.
4: Yourself. So I'm Andre Hansen, also known as Pretty Macabre. Macabre. M- macabre. macabre? Mac-a-bree.
0: Mac-a-bree. Mac-a-bree. Macabre. It's macabre. macabre. Uh, my name is Stephen King Simmons. I am the founder of an October evening, and uh, also I have a company called New Western Film.
2: Woo. Hell yeah. Woo. yeah! The most official people we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweet. well, we had a
1: nine-time Jeopardy champion on. I mean, oh shit, that's pretty cool. People can't
2: sell for shit. The
1: head of the Satanic chapter of Utah was. Oh, that's, she, oh, pretty, that's th- pretty cool. I did
3: the
2: one. live episode. That was with cool. Us. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, true. We, it's just, it's funny how every time we have a guest, they're more qualified than we are to be here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're the ones with microphones. Well, talking about
4: podcasting, I mean, it's kind of like putting on a show. There's like so many elements and so many things that go into it that no one
1: understands. There's been so many times where we've been completely outgunned. When we went to the AVNs, we were like standing there with our press passes in the press room and like Vice News was next Mm -hmm. to us and we were like, play it cool. (laughs) (laughs) Play play it cool. We're good.
2: <laughs> be professional we didn't even bring a fucking pen and a notepad nope. we were
0: literally <laughs> that's yeah
1: just like let us look at your tits
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was freaking close to the avn's and we'll, yeah we'll do it
1: better next year
2: yeah woo. yeah i mean faking it till we made it that's for sure you guys have made it i, feel I mean like. i i doubt the avn's listens to episodes so i'll i'll uh you know lift the curtain for a 2nd Uh, Shane pretended to be one of our assistants Uh. (laughs) or interns. Yeah. So he wrote to the AVNs as an intern for Freaky Geeks and, uh, that's how we got. it. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! Yeah, so I
1: was like, I'm an intern who works with, for Freaky Geeks, and uh, they, oh, uh, we wanted to reach out to you to like, blah blah blah, and they were like, yeah, and so I even got press passes for our interns. Yeah.
2: Oh, so you guys had all the the free things. Yeah. If you, if you lie hard enough, people will believe it, yeah. <laughs> and then you have I to leave fast enough before they realize a lie. <laughs> I like, mean, run away. <laughs> the, the best part about it was that we had Rachel with us, our friend Rachel you've met. I remember and she's up. She's like a model. Yeah, like, I remember like, you guys going like with her. her. She, she is, is a model. model. She yeah. is a model. She's and I dressed stunning. her up like a porn star. And that having works. her yeah, with us amazing. was the only like validation that we were supposed to be there. People thought that she was a. You porn looked amazing star. as well, Noel. I remember these pictures. Oh, okay. I remember this. Oh, okay. Is yeah, Shane yeah,
1: Noel looked great. Yeah, Shane looked like he was leaving a bar mitzvah
2: fucking street magician over like here magician? he did look like a magician oh my street God. Magician.
1: every time i dress up so we're here to talk about october uh and also what you guys go got going on which we'll talk about later but let's start with the general like uh the generalness of october i guess why do you think it appeals to people like why is horror and like spookiness in october is a month seems to be like the most popular month next to Christmas. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's like black October and then fun, (laughs) happy Christmas. Mm -hmm. Right. What do you think draws people to the other end of the spectrum? So people like to,
0: um, get scared. They like to get spooked. Um, they like to feel like they're in danger, um, to a certain extent, you know, that's Mm -hmm. why, uh, there's so many haunted houses like in Utah, you know, uh, we live in such a conservative state, uh, that this is like their outlet once a year to where they can be creepy and weird and strange and, uh, you know, put their skeletons out on their lawn and, you know, uh, Mm -hmm, really shake things up and feel dangerous, (laughs) but it's still safe. (laughs) Yeah,
4: Yeah, and I feel like people, like in other, like if you were in Germany or somewhere else, it's like us girls that dress up all the time, we could do it on the regular daily and it Mm -hmm. would totally be okay, but for some reason, living in Salt Lake and in Utah, it's like, October finally becomes this month where you can play these other characters and you can be these other people and you can kind Mm -hmm. of like expand on things where you think people won't judge you, you know? And so it gives you like an opportunity to be like, oh, I can do this and people aren't going to judge me right now. Yeah. (laughs) And I can play this character and I can dress up like this and I can be the slutty version of Snow White or I can do, you know, all the things. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. And so I think it gets people really excited because they get to not be themselves, you know? They get a chance to like wear yeah in other countries and other places it's more acceptable, but yeah,
1: yeah in Israel there's a holiday called Pirim or Pirim and where everyone it's not spooky, but it's Halloween, everyone dresses up. So you're like, you try to become someone else for a night mm-hmm. and everyone hangs out. So what do they
0: dress up like? Like, uh, like, dif- like dif- just Halloween dif- shit. Oh, okay, Halloween shit. Yeah, yeah. So like so a lot of
1: people dress, well, well, or it's like more like, you know, Italian doctor mask, like, oh, I'm another person. But like yeah. a lot of people dress up like, you know, Halloween style. So it's the there's two Halloweens that's yeah. awesome but it's more about like everyone's like let's get drunk and fuck and like <laughs> <laughs> and just have like a great night all together time. Right. Yeah, the whole point it's like a celebration of humanity and like the idea that like you can be someone else but be yourself it's kind of like the concept of non-duality a little bit which is confusing to people but like it's the idea that you're yourself but you're not yourself like let loose and have a good time yeah own it it's kind of, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like,
2: um, I got into cosplay because I loved Halloween, because yeah. I loved dressing yeah. up, and it, it became such an addiction for me at a young age that I took any opportunity and chance I got to be in costume more than not. Yeah, Three sixty five. Exactly. So I get that, and it wasn't, it was like half escapism, and it was also like, I prefer Being fun. This forces me to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, But I'm still trying to figure out as an adult why we like being terrified. Why do we like being scared? Because I like watching, you know, the big bad guy on on the screen but if that was in real life I would shit my pants and die <laughs> <laughs> why, I would totally die <laughs> why are we so drawn to that like I don't it's, I think it's just I'm an adrenaline still, thing that everyone has it's
4: like the same thing like why people get tattooed or why people get pierced or why people you have that certain feeling
1: And I hate getting tattooed and pierced well it's funny because <laughs> you're
4: like almost fully tattooed yeah, soon, so
1: of hate it. Though. I think
4: you secretly love it
1: I don't I well then do- why
4: are you tattooed <laughs> well, I love having
1: tattoos like I love the art but he doesn't like
0: the pain. He doesn't
1: like going no, in. No, going and, and in. If someone was like, yeah, I, I mean, sleep. I don't necessarily
4: like the pain either. But I think people like are drawn to horror and different things because it's just it's another feeling. It's another expression. It's something else that can make you feel a different way. Just in anything. Yeah, Do you
0: I think I people I think people like the dark side a little bit. They they like it to a certain extent. And I think this is a. It's a safe way to, like, get close to that, but, like, not acting on anything horrible, you know? But you get to, like, experience it. And plus, like, a lot of horror films that, you know, we all g- grew up to love and know, um, it's silly. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, uh, the the acting's terrible. The mm-hmm. blood is amazing. The gore is, you know, it's fake, but it's 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 batshit crazy awesome, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And, the, and it does show you, like you know that it's a movie and then it's just playtime, you know? Yeah. It's
1: interesting to me that at first it seems like you're after the adrenaline dump, right? You go out with a girl to a movie and you're a teenager and you get scared and you make out. And in terms of what's important, (laughs) it's like the relief. It's not the being scared. It's the relief right afterwards. You're like, I am safe. This fucking rules. Yeah. But as you get older or as a lot of like me personally, like as you progress in your movie watching habits or your lifestyle, it's less about the adrenaline dump and now like the villains are becoming the heroes. Yeah. Like, I genuinely love Freddy. When I see him, it makes me happy. Oh, I love Freddy. Yeah, no, yeah but, but, but my Freddy's my favorite. Uh, uh, my favorite too. But it, he's an but, anomaly. But, but
0: uh, f- Freddy's a child molester.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's, I he's mean, a pedophile. He so <laughs> you saying that you love Freddy. I
0: love
4: Freddy as a pedophile. <laughs> he's,
1: he's, he's like a pedophile monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't that crazy though that we're just like, he's kind of silly though. We'll let it go. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I totally love him. I totally have a soft spot for Freddy. Freddy has his own rap that he does. With like fucking the Fresh Prince, yeah, 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 and then the yeah. Fat Boys, yep, and and, uh, and, yeah. and then you're like, hey, he's a job buster, <laughs> but like, Devil's
1: Rejects are like a play on like how horror fans have they just go ahead and skip all the other stuff and make the villains the heroes immediately. Yeah, like, they have no redeeming qualities. I don't They're think. Rapists, I don't think. I don't think. Uh... I think
0: Rob Zombie should just stick to music. I I, I don't <laughs> think he's done anything uh, really in like the horror genre like new. Uh, a lot of his movies I just think are junk. It's like really, it, you didn't yeah. Like House of they, I it, all all his scripts remind me of House like of a ten page script. A Clark okay, Clark. and he gave it to everyone of this this Lucy ten page script, and he was just like. Fill it in and say whatever you want. Like it, It's just a bunch of improv lines. Every other mm. line is, I don't know, I loved I'm gonna it. I'm going to get you, really you bitch, you motherfucking bitch. I'm going to kill you, you bitch. I totally want to go to like, the that house. That's, that's I want like, <laughs> <laughs> to like be in that house. I do it. A Rob Zombie it, movie but. from start to finish. It's, I, uh,
1: I
4: also love Rob Zombie, though. So I am just. <laughs> I love, love,
1: love Rob Zombie. Once he came into Lids at the mall here in Utah when I was working, I worked at the house oh, store. Oh, at Lids? He came in, <laughs> he came funny. in with his wife. Oh, Sherry Oh, Oh Sherry is Moon is such a hot. babe. Yeah,
0: she seems like she's batshit crazy. No, yeah, she, she seems like she probably <laughs> awesome. gives I him like her
4: friend <laughs> teethy blowjob. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I but that.
1: I hear Rob Zombie is like the nicest guy ever. He was yeah. super sweet. He,
0: yeah.
3: I embroidered a hat for him. I
1: don't remember what it, it was like a symbol or something. I don't remember okay. what it was on it. But the only thing I remember from House of a Thousand Corpses is, is uh, Sherry Moon Zombie wearing assless pants. Yeah, and I was like, fucking Right up. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love but her. I, yeah. I think I'm not she's a fan stunning. Of his horror movies either. Yeah, but he did tap into a market where. Everyone loves the villain. Like, we mm-hmm. root for the villains. People want the villains to kill people. Like, yeah. It, it gets to the point where, like, the body count is important to people. So I wonder what... In it's the reason why
0: uh, the Friday the 13th game was so popular, because mm-hmm. you yeah. get to actually be... Dead G- by daylight. Yeah.
2: You can be the killer. You
0: can be the killer.
2: Yeah. I think that Rob's. Uh, I love Rob Zombie movies. I do, too. I Besides Lords of Salem and uh, 33 or whatever it was that just came out. I was fucking garbage. But, yeah. But... Um, <laughs> I think that Rob Zombie's type of movie comes from the same culture of obsessive with true crime and serial killers. Yeah, I do, too. I think that's why I like it. That's why I like it. A lot
4: of stuff resonates with, like, past serial killers and different things, and you can
2: recognize it, and
4: then you're like, fuck yeah.
2: It's not about the art. It's not movie art. It's not horror art. It's literally, like... It's like a fan. the Ed Gein fanboys yeah. wrote a movie with Rob Zombie. Yeah. yeah. And then you get House of Thousand that Corpses. that right into exactly. the,
1: what happens to make someone go from I like horror because it scares me and makes me feel alive to I enjoy reading about Objectively evil people cutting other people. Morbid. I do have to say, <laughs>
0: House of a Thousand Corpses. That's that's a good horror film. Yeah. Uh, the color design on that is great. Uh The acting is uh, it's it's even decent. But I think after that, I just couldn't get it. That one anything is my else. favorite. And he sure. ruined fucking Halloween. Like, there's a reason why someone else is going back and rebooting Halloween because yeah. But like, he why didn't do, do we right. need to
4: continuously like reboot all of these old movies? It's like just leave them as it is I, and come I, up with I something agree new. With you. Like, like, what?
0: I, I agree with you to some extent but then like uh, one of my favorite movies horror films of all time is uh, The Gate and uh, the main actor from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure not Keanu but the other guy
3: mm-hmm.
0: he wanted to reboot The Gate and do it 3D and do all practical oh, effects and he wanted to do like and get as close to it as possible. And he mm-hmm. was bringing back people that did like the original makeup on the gate cool. to come back and redesign these monsters and everything like that. And I think when someone does that and has like a passion to it, that, that they're gonna do it right. Like Blade Runner, for instance, the new Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. I hear that it's almost as good as the original, if yeah. not better. Yeah. And I yeah. think that that's rebooting something and doing it right. Or the new Twin Peaks, for instance. That's what I was going to say, is is I feel like, why don't
4: more people do it as a continuous thing, though? People just go and recreate the story. It's like Twin Peaks is awesome because they're feeding it 20 years later where Mm -hmm. those people actually would be 20 years later. And that's what's so awesome about it is because you're not necessarily consistently comparing it to the first one. You're in a whole new realm and story, and that's what makes it awesome. Like, more people should do that Instead of just recreating a story, yeah, I
1: think it's easy to forget that, uh, consistently since Hollywood's been popular, the generation before the last one is always bigger, so the generation before us is larger by like a sum of millions, yeah. And so, when you recreate it, it's not for us,
3: that's it's for true, these new people,
1: that's true, and that's why they mm-hmm. make I so much money. And so, and then we get mad, and it's kind of like a sunk cost fallacy where in your mind, you're like. Why did you remake it? And you feel like you lost something. I know. I but feel like was, it almost ruins it. But there's, there's nothing to saying. be lost because if new people never are seeing it, it, it never would have existed anyway. That's true. And the
2: original you, still exists. Yeah. It doesn't no go away. No one was like,
1: I'm not going to make a better second of this movie by rebooting it. I'm going to reboot it. Like, there was no choice. Mm-hmm. They just rebooted it. And so, yeah. Yeah. in our mind, we're offended by it and like I totally get that but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's difficult to that's true kind of to and I'm always
4: surprised at how many people haven't seen originals of things yeah. you know what I mean like oh. people are like oh I've never seen that <sighs> and I'm like what like yeah. how have you yeah, never I, seen that I also like, think these reboots though mind.
0: remakes are bringing those audiences back to the original too yeah. because they're like oh there was an original that's to true. this then and they they have go to back to, to that that's it. what I love um, the what speaking of Halloween before we uh, you know ditch that that topic the noob rebooted Halloween though what I like about It is the director David Gordon Green. um, He did uh, all all the Real Girls, and uh, he did all these amazing movies. And then he did Pineapple Express and started doing all these Hollywood trash (laughs) films.
3: But uh, the way that he's going about this new Halloween, uh,
0: he actually went up to John Carpenter, Mm. and uh, he's working with John Carpenter. And anything that there's changing story-wise, they have to get approval from him Mm -hmm. first. Like they're they're basically getting dad's permission before they do anything on this film and what i also love about the new movie is it's a direct sequel from john carpenter's like it's Uh, basically like a it's it's 25 years later you Mm -hmm. know from the original so i i I really like that idea i think
2: the difference comes between passion projects and making money yeah Yeah, exactly
0: exactly. and
1: all his movies are passion
2: projects
0: and so
1: yeah one thing to be careful of though when saying like he gets dad's permission that's It's awesome, but sometimes that's the opposite of what you want. Take, for instance, George Lucas.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do not want <laughs> dad's permission. And you get more Ewoks and more. <laughs> get out <added> there. <laughs> yeah, I get the fuck Jar of The less he has to do with any
1: movie, the better it is. Well, so. I
0: think there was a reason why I think in Lucas's contract, uh, when he got paid off, was basically he had no say in
1: anything <laughs> like, <they're laughs> <no worse laughs> anymore. Done. Yeah, you to they be were cut doing cut the sequels. at yeah. this point. Yeah. <laughs> Which he'd already done by like giving the extended universe to book writers. Yeah. And then there was the, the whole, uh, the old Republic he gave away too. So yeah, there's so much now it's just unwieldy. It's out of his control completely. Thank God.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, A question for both of you guys. And I mean, I don't know, Shane, do you, do you guys, do you watch universal monsters? Did you ever?
0: Oh, Yo, that's, that's my jam.
2: Cause they're rebooting them all. Yeah. Right. And I am very indifferent about this. Um, So what, the more I get into like the special effects scene, the more I realize no one has seen the universal monsters <laughs> and that the only people who know who Bella Lugosi is are people who like the Smiths or Bauhaus. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> like, uh, the you know, like, kids yeah, of <laughs> yeah, just like the few. And they're like, you know, Boris Karloff, who, you know, and yeah. it, and it fucking kills me. And that, that's so precious to me. Yeah. And it, the Universal Monsters, um, specifically like Frankenstein and mummy, like all the things that Boris Karloff did, I'm, it's so precious. And that's what got me to what I'm into now. And I'm almost like gatekeeping it so fucking hard that like the thought of people redoing, redoing it, it right like, now in this climate where they just shit on reboots. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking, Ooh, it's like, yeah, it's kind of scary. Me, for well, sure. I, I,
0: would, I would say that goes back to what Andrea was saying earlier. It's like, uh, if we had these masterpieces that were already done and they were done really well, mm-hmm. then why go back and try to like mess with it again? It's just like you know what uh, Lucas did with the the Star Wars when he added in special effects and mm-hmm. and added in scenes and characters that didn't belong. It it yeah. doesn't do anything for the fan base. It doesn't do
1: anything for. That legacy,
0: it just Mm -hmm. tarnishes it.
3: His
1: his issue, and I think the issue. This is like what you said earlier: is that he thought what made Star Wars special was that at the time it had the best special effects. Mm Right. So he was like, special effects are what makes people love Star Wars, and it that was was not the the passion. It was the story, and it was the characters. And so when people are tuned into what makes people passionate about it, then that's when the movie's good. So like you talking about the gate, like that sounded great. Yeah, because he was tuned into what makes people passionate about it. And so you just like it's not about who or what or why, but about like the feeling. right? Mm Yeah, definitely. And so if you can capture the feeling, you could do it almost completely differently and people will be okay with it.
4: Yeah. Well, that's what I wish more people would do is I feel like you get like me and Noel being me being a costume designer, her doing cosplay, like we get so inspired by these characters. And so like, why can't you take these characters and inspire and come up with something new? Like, Mm -hmm. why does it always have to be a recopy, which ends up usually ruining the idea of it? That's what's behind it. It's like, you should be able to be inspired by this and recreate it into a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately that doesn't happen very often. People (laughs) don't like to do that. Yeah, Yeah. I,
2: I think of like beautiful reboots and I, and I also think of every dress you've ever done, like your Freddy dress or your creature dress, and it's completely inspired by, and you can see the love and attention to detail and that it's in no way, shape, or form disrespecting. Yeah. But completely like a passion project to show appreciation for. Yeah. But a different vision. And I, I love that aspect of it. Well, that's I'm, what I'm really
4: inspired by. So that's why it's easy for me to take those characters and like reinvent them in a yeah. way. And I love doing that. And But I wouldn't just like... It's hard for me when people want like an exact recreation of something. Mm-hmm. Like it makes me as an artist be like, but it's already been done. Like why would I want to yeah. remake the same exact thing that's already been done? Like that doesn't give me any inspiration. That doesn't give me my artistic creativity. That's me mm-hmm. just copying other people's work and i don't know how yeah yeah that's just weird to me
2: yeah i don't want to copy i want to recreate yeah and that's what i feel like this that's what i'm worried about with the future of horror and with these reboots yeah it's just gonna be we're gonna gonna, copy this for (laughs) exactly what it is i've
1: said it on the podcast before but it's uh fuck originality it's all about authenticity Mm-hmm. As long as you're authentic. So like a reimagining is mm-hmm. not original because you're being inspired and doing things. That's true. Yeah. But people are obsessed with originality. Originality doesn't mean anything. It's mm-hmm. all about authenticity. If you create something authentic, people will love it. Yeah. If you reimagine something someone else did, but it's authentically yours. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And you put passion into it, people will love it. That's why like, I mean, you know, that that just makes sense. I don't know why more people aren't kind of like tuned into that.
0: I completely agree with that. Um, Yeah, completely. I I have nothing to
1: add on that. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you guys think, like, moving from like movies and stuff and like horror and like the idea of Halloween and all the things that are very clearly fake? What makes, what then makes people so interested in like real life serial killers, real life atrocities? Witchcraft, Satan, like the concept of evil. What pushes, like, black metal and all these, what pushes people in that direction? Like, is that too much? Is that too little? Like, is that a part of Halloween? Uh, Some of the
0: nicest people that I've ever met in my life are either, you know, they're fronting, like, a metal band or they're really really into horror films like mm-hmm. there there's i don't know what it is but some of the nicest people that i've ever met have are like really into like serial killers like i i was a huge fan of slug magazines um serial killer of the month when they had that back oh bring uh, it it back oh yeah i remember that six or seven (laughs) or eight years ago when they had it cool but like i too i that was like one of the number one reasons why i picked up the slug magazine Mm -hmm. as a kid was just to read that article you know because they went in depth and i don't know what where that fascination lies you know but uh yeah that's a good question Yeah,
1: I, I was—I uh, thought they still had that and the first time I got into slug for comedy I was like who's the serial killer I'm with yeah who where <laughs> I want <laughs> to like, I I wanna know exactly I, who this person is I wanted to cut out the page I was on and then the serial killer I'm putting together <laughs> and like, frame it and give it to my mom as a present like, that mom was my look plan. at
4: how cool this is, is. No, I've made it, it. And then I realized <laughs> I've that, made no, it as Nansen. a comedian <laughs>
1: No, not Manson. He's my least favorite. Who's yeah, favorite? he's not even a serial killer because he's he didn't. he didn't. He's a he didn't by proxy. Because yeah. he didn't. Yeah,
0: he didn't kill anybody. Of
1: all the creepiest people or like weird people, everyone is into Manson is my absolute least favorite. I hate him. I like legitimately dislike him. But he's um, funny though. He's
2: funny, and I like how embedded oh, God, in pop had culture music he is. And just yeah. like, that so fucking Beach Boys song that they that they bought from him, and he's still so embedded into our culture. That's yeah. Why I everyone like Manson, knows his name for I, sure. I want
1: him to get stabbed to
2: death well sure of course we all do yeah i want every serial killer to be stabbed to death no some of them some i want to sit down and have a dinner with
1: i don't know (laughs) i
4: want to know what they're thinking
2: (laughs) yeah i want
4: to know the type of person they are
2: in real life i don't know why i i i grew up with horror and i it was i talked about it on twitter which is so embarrassing but I was um, raised either watching daytime soap operas or horror. Like there was yeah. no yeah in-between. in between. You're like it was those, it was watching, those two options. you rated our
4: movies or soap yeah. operas? Yeah,
2: like um, my aunt babysat me and it was just, it was 80s horror. She's a fan of classic 80s horror. Yeah. Awesome. And that's it. That's all I watched. Yeah. Or General Hospital. I mean, it just <laughs> depended. And um, I, I don't think that had anything to do with me getting into true crime and serial killers. And like my fascination with that I don't think they were connected, but then in the same time, I'm like, if I wasn't open to like the talk of gore and death, I don't think I would be okay with reading, um, you know, the Ed Gein bio doc. Oh, I book. love You Ed know, Gein. like I just don't <laughs> think
0: another pedophile.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that you love, love. pedophile <laughs> <Shit. laughs> It's horrible, <laughs> I made mean, real life. But <laughs> Ed Gein, at the end of the day, was just if he just had a little oh, bit of arts so and crafts sweet, time. You know? Yeah, you if know? he spent
0: a little bit more time on his paintings.
2: Yeah, <laughs> if his mom just like took him to Michael's and was like, "But you can sew fabric and not yeah, human you flesh." Can <laughs> if
1: how many
4: All I
2: want to do is sew human flesh, though.
1: They, <laughs> how many people if they just concentrated on their paintings? Wouldn't have done anything bad, like Hitler. Or Gein, <laughs> Yeah. There's, there's a so list there's a list of it's people sometimes like, you need a little look more at than George paint. Bush <laughs> now everyone used
0: to hate George Bush but now you like see him like at his home doing a painting yeah and you're like wow you're adorable where yeah. was this guy <laughs> 10 years yeah. Yeah. ago They're when adorable. you fucking yeah. may or may have not been involved in 911?
2: yeah <laughs> yeah we're a oh, fan God. of conspiracy theories here oh same same um, but yeah I don't it's weird because I, I don't think that the two are connected because I think you could be way into Halloween and put skeletons out in your front yard and then be completely horrified by true crime and serial killers. That's yeah. That's
1: very real. Like, yeah.
2: it's more real. You know what I mean? More people are anti that. It's like, but what... I know How do you I know get people there. who are
1: like into serial killers but are too cool for Halloween or yeah. the holidays or horror movies. Like, oh, movies are lame, but like and then they, but they want to read about serial real killers and situation. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like the same reason why when I was, you know, in 7th or 8th grade, I wanted to watch Faces of Death so bad because oh, you, you know that morbid curiosity and yeah. then when you finally do and you see it up close your stomach is just turning and you feel like you have to take like a moral shower you know it's yeah <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. yeah i saw faces of death uh, when I was in the army, and I was like, I don't want to watch this because they were all watching it, and I was like trying not to watch <laughs> it in the barracks. I'm it's trying like to close my 60 eyes. People all live together in the one area, and they're watching it on this like little TV they had stolen from downstairs. And I was trying not to watch it, and then one guy was like, "Is that a fucking bear?" And I was like, "Okay, I gotta see this one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, it was the dude at the candy bar. Yeah, yeah. Trying to. Ugh. Have you? Uh,
0: you uh, there's also like another series called Traces of Death, and that shit is like faces of death on crack oh my god and uh when I, when, I when I was a kid i was told that i couldn't watch it you know when i was in like, like fifth no. or sixth grade yeah, so clearly. like I, th- I i that's all i wanted to watch so yeah, uh course. i think when i was like 18 or 19 my girlfriend at the time bought me uh traces of death like the box set oh my <laughs> it was like it was even banned in salt lake city like you couldn't oh my buy god. it anywhere it. in salt lake city uh, and it's worth like 200, 250 bucks, but it just sits on my shelf. I never watch it because, because I can't watch <laughs> yeah. it because it's Horrible. fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just love having it. I love owning it. You're like, I
4: love yeah, that, that I have it.
1: Yeah, no, That's I, weird. I hate faces. Like that shit fucks me up and I hate it. Yeah. I legitimately dislike it. It makes my stomach it, turn. But if someone yeah. gave me a box out of it, I would be happy to put it on my shelf yeah Yeah. i don't know what it it, what is that though i don't get that it's like this weird i think that and just like you were saying how the nicest people have been like fronting metal bands or way into horror i think the closer you are to the eye of the storm yeah like the own the mid the onus like the the center of the disgusting the more self-aware you are like i always find those the nicest people like um Yeah, the coolest, like, least douchey guys in the military were always the guys that had jobs where they had to reach out and touch people or get close to people they were hurting. Um, Same things, like, with, you know, horror and stuff. You talk to fighters, people who hurt people. They're always the nicest people. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's like in comedy. This is, like, a, a kind of an inside thing. But in comedy, they're always, like, the comedian who goes up and starts, like, telling everyone not to tell rape jokes. And they're like, rape is bad. You're like, that guy's raping everybody. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's a rapist. Oh, no, 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 that's that's
0: That's, that's, uh, that, that's a good point. <laughs> that's uh, not good. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I kind of agree with that a little bit. Because, and like, the, the people that are really into horror films, they can dissect what is right, what is wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and they know better. Like, some of the most intelligent, you know, some of my most intelligent, like, friends are into, like, horror films, but then the ones that are always questioning things and like are really concerned about like what to watch and things, those are the people that have skeletons in their closets. Yeah.
2: yeah. You yeah. know, can't, literally, yeah. there's a body under the basement.
0: Like yeah. BTK
1: telling his kids they can't watch horror movies, like that'll fuck you up. That's so bad for you and yeah. stuff. And then he's You're like, oh, okay. it's like the Mormon
0: <laughs> Baptists that are so like, or not Mormon Baptists, that's sorry. Uh <laughs> there's like a you know, the Mormons how they're so obsessed with sex and mm-hmm. and you can't nothing they don't want anything to do with sex but utah is like the most uh we watch the most porn right mm-hmm. in the state mm-hmm. so it's we we've, we've think about that you know <laughs> about this several times
1: before, yeah. but it's always like the girls with tons of tattoos and piercings and stuff that are like the most vanilla and they're real sweet and like the girl who's gonna like be like i want to spit on your crotch like right now like, <laughs> we're coast costa vita like, yeah. like, we're it's The most Mormon girls are the ones that message you on Tinder like, hey, are you trying to fuck in a parking lot right now? And you're like, what? (laughs) BYU (laughs) is in your profile. (laughs) This shit is crazy. Yeah, that's funny. It's It's wild.
2: Yeah, it's this weird, like, I guess if you're into it, then y- there's no need to like dig deeper. You're not yeah. questioning anything, but when you keep yourself away from it, just like with sex, which is a great, you know, kind of like symbolism to that. If you say, no, I can't have it. No, I don't want to see it. I don't it it, want to think about it. more. Then all you do is you about, about it. You obsess about yeah. it, yeah.
0: My friend, uh, one of my close friends, he's a celibate and he does it for, uh, you know, personal religious, uh, he's like really an Edgar Casey, but he's all about being celibacy but he's so obsessed with sex like mm-hmm. that's uh, that's all he like <laughs> talks about and mm-hmm. like and it's just like, dude, you're not a celibate. Like he like, wants to be a monk sex. so bad, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like you can't really be a true celibate if that's constantly on your mind. Yeah, that's so- and I would love to see what's on his cachet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there. there's like
1: a huge like a uh, this thing where like uh, fighters and boxers and soldiers, they're like, don't come before you fight. Like that's the whole idea. Don't have sex. Yeah, yeah, I've, he- I've you heard, I've heard that before. But that's like, there's two schools of thought, and then mostly that, but that's a lie. There's like a. Do you know who Max Bayer is? Mm-mm. One of the most famous boxers of all time. In Horrible history. at sports. So, in like the 20s <laughs> yeah, and 30s, he was a famous boxer and he was Jewish. I don't know if you know anything about the 20s and 30s, but. Not a good time for Jewish people. Not a good time for anyone, I'd say. He was a boxer and he would wear Star of David on his shorts. And even though he was Jewish and everyone hated him and like people would throw bricks and rocks at him and stuff, he would just beat the shit out of people and he was fucking rich. And he was best friends with this guy named Lewis Brown who was a black boxer who did the same thing. So they just ruled everything. They were like these badass guys everyone hated. But both of them were like, no, we fuck all the time. <laughs> you know, like, were, like, the complete opposite and like now throughout history people are like you don't want to be like them you know the yeah. Jew and the black guy they're just fucking white girls and,
3: like,
1: <laughs> so yeah it's just so silly the the biggest uh, The biggest example is every Republican who's ever been like gay marriage is bad and then immediately they get caught blowing a guy in, in a bathroom yeah in yeah, exactly. yeah,
0: like a
2: truck stop That's yeah. ridiculous. all the time or we just had in the news I posted in the group that senator who was like anti abortion anti abortion and then and he was caught on a recording telling his mistress to get an abortion. Oh, yeah, yeah, paying uh, for an abortion, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, Fucking, he, he was paying mm, for an ridiculous. Mm, delicious, hot tea. <laughs> <laughs>
3: gotta,
2: and so I guess the moral of the story is uh, if you're if you're anti-serial killer, you probably have a body under your base. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If you're not into horror for movies, sure. I don't know about you, man. You're killing yeah, people. <laughs> yeah. It's probably
2: because it's striking a, a chord of realness, <laughs> and you're afraid to face that.
1: All right, so... Uh, Tell us about an October evening now. Let's talk about it. Let's start at the beginning. How did it start? What was like the inspiration? (laughs) Is this not a good... uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, there's two different versions of it. Um,
2: Tell us the version you like better with the lies and deceit. Well, the the easier version
0: is um, for a couple of years, I wasn't doing anything artistically, and I wanted to put on a play uh, that was Twilight Zone-themed. Um, okay. So I wanted to write like a Twilight Zone teleplay and then um, direct that on stage because um, a lot of the sets in Twilight Zone, as you guys know, um, are just really simple. You know, mm-hmm. it's all about storytelling and uh, sound design and your your actors. Yeah. And um, I got really excited about that idea and I went home and I was talking it over with my roommate at the time, Heather Matheson. She was working on a fashion uh, show that was spacey. It was all like, it had to deal with space. And so we were kind of like, these things kind of connect together. Maybe we can collaborate. And um, after a couple of meetings, we noticed that our material wasn't going to jive well together, but we had the same drive to create something that was original and that Utah hasn't done yet mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of unique. And so we decided to do a multi-art Halloween show. Um, we brought other friends together uh, that you know we uh, knew at the time, like uh, the band Ether uh, played uh, our first year. And we just brought in other people that really liked Halloween and had the same passion for uh, the fall season as us. So we brought them together, we we rented out a small theater in Trolley Square, and we sold out that, you know, our first night, and we didn't advertise anything mm-hmm. on it, it was just all word of mouth, and so we were like, this is pretty cool. So we decided to move the show to a bigger venue the next year, uh, which was the Masonic Temple, and it really, really does uh, work with well with the show because of the ambiance and like the feel yeah. of mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, the Masonic Temple, and so we really liked that place. We kind of stuck it there, and then uh, she left after the second year to go do pursue uh, fashion in New York. And I brought uh, Crystal on, and ever since then I've had you know co-hosts come and go, Um, but Andrea uh, by far and so far has been uh, a great pleasure to work with, and she's been. Involved in the show, you know, uh, six, seven years before then. It's my eighth year. Yeah, that's your eighth. Wow. This is your eighth year, but uh, she's been co host for the past three. So.
1: Nice. I mean, you won't say it, but I'll go ahead and say best co-host of all time. You
3: know, <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs>
1: I don't know anyone else. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I would hate to
0: say anything like that, no, but she's no, she's but been I a will. huge. yeah. She's, Thank she's, you, she, she's been a huge pleasure to work with and she gets it like uh, we're usually really on the same page. And I uh, I work really well with people that have a good attitude and uh, mm-hmm. don't get pissed off at stupid shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's always so, a plus. I, I yeah. love that. That's
1: yeah. um I have uh I have like a same thing where I wanted I'm thinking about doing it soon, but I wanted to recreate uh, reimagine Star Wars as like a comedy. Oh yeah. But I wanted to be a play, but I wanted it to be like musical. So I wanted to, like, have aerial and dance numbers and stuff. Yeah. So there would be, like, parts that were dance and then it would, like, go back through into comedy. Oh, that's cool. So it would be this. Uh, basically, the idea is that it would be, like, uh, a ballet that was funny, but it was Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds amazing. Weird. I've never I've heard situation. of a ballet the that was funny. But, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> That's ex- good. Exactly. You haven't. Yeah. <laughs> um... You
0: haven't. <laughs> uh years later though with that twilight zone idea i actually did end up creating my own twilight zone uh film for an october evening and hell yeah it was uh our sci-fi year and so i finally did get to do that goal yeah i i, I succeeded yeah, that's my goal, amazing so yeah yeah, yeah.
1: And, and um so we've been to october evening a few times it's fucking awesome yeah thank Uh, you immediately like i look i talk about it all year Mm -hmm. look forward to it and i love like local art and the concept of it is so so cool
0: yeah man and the art scene in salt lake city is pretty cool Mm -hmm. i i that's one thing that i really do like about salt lake city yeah yeah
1: Yeah, we have a a weird uh amount of people who are just excel in their art or their craft Mm -hmm. like we just have like this crazy comedy scene a crazy art scene we have like snowboarding, skiing, foot like yeah, even man. the football players here. Like everyone yeah. is uh, excels at what they do here. It's like yeah an interesting definitely culture yeah yeah of people who just like push each other. I think
0: yeah, and it's and it's so small too. Uh, it's affordable, so like getting things together is probably a lot easier than, you know, putting on a show like in New York or LA, like mm-hmm. getting permits and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that's
4: always why I'm in Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's way easy it's way easier to be creative and do the things you want to do here in Salt Lake compared to other areas. We've
0: sure. wanted a tour with the show.
1: Um that's been an idea yeah, always that would on be the table. Awesome. Um do you have a version of the show written that's permanent? Or that you would like to be permanent because I know you change every
0: year. Yeah, Yeah, we we never really want to go back to like old material ever. Mm -hmm. Um, We that's one thing that I'm very very adamant about every year is always keeping it fresh. Always uh, Mm -hmm. any of the shorts or things that people are watching that night, that's the first time that they've seen that that material. You know, like her costumes are the first time that's the debut of those costumes. So uh, and there's other Halloween shows out there that. That never change things up, and it's the same yeah. formula every year, and it's the reason why I never go back. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> 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 do you
1: um, so do you write all the skits and stuff?
0: We we write. Uh, we get together five to six months before the show and we get together over dinner and like wine and, and horror films and we just kind of write out uh, oh, what no, themes... Just invite me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like
4: my favorite night of the week. It's like, oh, we're making tacos? Yes, please. Wine and tacos. And then we're going to talk about horror things. Cool. Let's yeah, do this.
0: and we just kind of dissect, uh, you know, uh, if, if there's something that she doesn't like, then we, we, we definitely talk in depth and we will cut it if we both, you know, get on the same page. It's never like... If I if I think something is better than what she has to say, then I overwrite it because Mm -hmm. I'm the original founder. It's a it's a fifty fifty thing. Mm -hmm. Well,
4: but so it's nice about us working together is I feel like we're definitely more in it for the creative, artistic, passionate side of it. It's not like oh, like are we going to make money off of this or are who are we trying to please with this? It's really like about creating something new and having experiences for people and bringing something that's creative and entertaining. And so I think that's what's nice about us working together because we really feed off of each other and we really thrive off of ideas. Like if he says some... Usually some of our best ideas have come from us disliking something. Like we'll be yeah. like, I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, oh no, Stephen, I do not like that idea. Yeah. I've done it 20 times. Like we're not doing that. And then we'll like sit and back and forth and then we'll come up with something that was so amazing that like we haven't done yet. And we're like, oh my God, like I'm so glad we didn't stick with that original idea because we just came up with something that's so much better you you know
1: do you have a favorite idea or a favorite skit or concept that you've done um i really liked last year's
0: 80s theme Mm -hmm. uh and i think that also caught on because fear con's doing that this year yeah um but um that was one of my favorite favorite years i think Uh, on our third year and that didn't really have a theme it was just what we did with the show uh we brought like lloyd kaufman out from you know uh from trauma to come out and introduce and host the night and we brought like uh some horror movie directors like uh the guy from wrong turn two he came out and like introduced some stuff and like them setting up the show with us that year it was just kind of like it was kind of surreal because like when i was a kid i was watching like you know mm -hmm. uh trauma movies and yeah. I thought yeah. they were garbage then I think they're garbage <laughs> now but it's still <laughs> cool It's so amazing. fucking cool yeah That's even part two's, part two is pretty good I too love it. but um, working with Andrea though like this is the first year I've always wanted to do a darker thing and make the show just dark and uh not have jokes and not have it be fluffy and she's the first co-host to actually allow that to happen so
3: i appreciate <laughs> <amazing> that yeah. <laughs> exactly. i cool. can't i can't wait yeah. for
2: it i always tell people like i i work with a bunch of girls who are like yeah we're gonna go to thrill i'm like fuck no offense, to I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen it before? Yes. Then don't go. Yeah, because it's the same to... thing every year. Yeah. Like, I
0: love, I love the show, and I, I wish because I think the skits that they do are funny for what they are. Mm-hmm. But like, even comedians, you know, they write new material over time. Yeah. You know, uh, you can't just stick to your best of. Yeah. You yeah. can't be a Ringo star. You know. Yeah. And, and just stick to. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And what you guys do in October evening is such a variety show. It is the most bang for your buck you guys should be charging so much more than you do i appreciate that you don't because it's you it's again a passion project it's for the art you guys love what you do yeah and we want everyone to be able to come
4: like we We,
0: want well sorry go ahead finish i didn't want got it no no i i i just wanted to say like uh we usually we used to just charge 10 and for the longest time, I was, like, really adamant. Like, we can't charge any more than $10. Oh, yeah. I, I talked him up to bullshit. 15 for sure. Yeah. But 15 should was a smart... <laughs> it it sh- should be. At, like... Yeah. Because it's all out of pocket. Everything that we do is out of pocket. And, uh, you know, we, we we upped it to 15 so we could actually pay artists, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, the, and the makeup department and things like that. It means it- a
4: lot to me that so many people... Come to us and want to be a part of the show. And it's like, we all like, just like Stephen was saying, like we start several, several months in advance. And it's like, we dedicate almost our lives for this. And we, we ruin friendships and relationships and things because we're so committed to this show because we want to produce something that's so amazing and artistic. And it's like for people to like, <laughs> so many people like put so much into this show and then it's like we only charge 15 bucks it's like <laughs> the fucking it show? Yeah. you yeah. know no, it's totally. like you get yeah. a mix if you're a film guy or a performance person or you know like depending on what you really like there's a little bit of everything for you in the show and it's such a good time and we have all these amazing local artists that put so much time and effort into it it's like 15 bucks like mm-hmm. that's nothing it's like, that's
2: yeah. nothing yeah it's unbelievable and I mean isn't that just the price you pay to be an artist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh, yeah. you
1: know. <laughs> I know when she said ruining friendships and relationships you looked right <laughs> at me. <laughs> Too real. I have Welcome. sacrificed a lot yeah. to be, get paid not very much to do art. Yeah, so. and
4: that that's like it's it's funny because I I feel like I'm semi successful for being in Salt Lake and like what I do and I'm very very fortunate but it's like I I don't make a lot of money. I don't, you know, I do it because I love mm-hmm. doing it and I want to support all the different dance and like fields cosplay everything Mm -hmm. I want to support it and be a part of it and it means a lot to me that people are able to be creative and do this sort of thing so for me being a poor artist it's worth it in the end when I get to see someone dressed up and I get to see the photos and I get Mm -hmm. to see the aftermath of it it like means so much to me it's like cool like I can barely afford gas in my car but like look at what we just created yeah. and it the,
1: means so much to me. The meaning of life is how you make people feel and how people make you. Feel. Yeah. <laughs> the money, you'll be old one day and the money will be gone and have yeah. meant nothing. But what you did will count for something. Exactly. Yeah. I
2: mean, that's also coming from two people who wish that they could fucking Scrooge McDuck dive into a pile <laughs> of money. But too. I, <laughs> I, very well I that. wish that was my reality, but that sounds I mean,
0: awesome. But then like I grew up and just thinking about that, that, is dangerous mm-hmm. diving headfirst into a pile of gold. You will <laughs> die. <You laughs> like will gold dive. coins. I don't even like diving headfirst into water. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, as far as like the concepts go, is there a concept, or, like is there, have you ever had an idea that was like super shut down that you couldn't ever do? Uh, the Doing
0: a dark year has always been That's the idea the that has been shut down because like uh, people seem to think that uh, an audience really can't. Like, they want the good and the bad, you know, mm-hmm. uh, mixed. They, that's why people love Haunted Mansion, is because it's goofy, but it's also scary at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so every, every co-host has always been, I don't know, afraid of certain acts that I want to put on, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. uh, certain things that I want to do, because I've gotten us in trouble a couple of times over the years. Oh, uh, like, yeah. with and what? Give yeah us an example. Oh, uh, well, um,
3: <laughs>
0: there was one year... I think, yeah, this was our third year for Masonic Temple. We had the band called Vile Blue Shades uh, close out the show. And um, they gave me a DVD, and it was called Holy Mountain. And I know Holy Mountain, but uh, he was like, play this in back of us. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And if anyone has ever seen Holy Mountain, like the first like 10 seconds into the movie, uh, Jesus is smoking a huge blunt with like um, a small uh, <laughs> a dwarf with no legs oh and uh, <laughs> like that's like the beginning Jeez. of the movie but then you you take that and you put that on like you know a 30foot screen you know in front yeah. of everybody and it, it kind of tends to be a little bit more offensive but that's not the thing that almost got us kicked out it was they just kept drinking and drinking and drinking on stage and we're not even supposed to have food or oh. you know water, you know, uh in the auditorium. And towards the end they were just having like beer cans just like basically bashing against their heads and stuff like that. Oh. They just wanted to cause as much much ruckus as possible. And then uh the last year that we had them uh, they got in a fight, actually, on a stage. A physical
2: fist fight? Yeah,
0: like, they, they were wanting to fight each other on uh, the fifth anniversary of the show. And the lead singer ended up, uh, after right as the show wrapped, he disappeared. And everyone was like, where did he go? And I, I thought the show was a success cuz everyone had a good time but I went back to my house and it was fucking creepy. I turned on the light and he was just sitting in my chair no. and he yeah and he was like and he was like, he was like <laughs> sorry sorry I ruined your show man. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> yeah. Weird. And then um yeah, but there's been times where we've almost gotten in trouble. Oh, there was a one year where one of the bands uh, before they went on, they were like Got a surprise for you, buddy. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> get it. Oh, no. And uh, he goes on, and there's this girl singing with him the whole time. And then suddenly she just starts taking off clothing one by one, oh, one by my one. God. And I'm like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, we don't have, uh, you know, a stripping license. Yeah. We can get fined for this. We're Plus, in Utah. we're plus <laughs> yeah, we're, like, we're in Utah. We're at the we're Masonic like, Temple. We're... we're at the Masonic <laughs> Temple, and there's families here. And yeah. She just kept taking more and more clothes off, and I was like, she's gonna get, stri- she's gonna strip down. And she did, she stripped down completely naked into pasties. And, uh, I almost shut off all the lights, but I didn't, cause I thought that that would bring more attention yeah, to the Yeah, then people would talk about it more. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let's just let it go. But then my grandma came up to me afterwards, and she goes, she goes, That was a really good show, Steven. I was going to get a $5 bill out for that stripper that you had.
3: (laughs) That's
2: amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. Hell yeah, grandma. That's so funny. Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited to see what you guys do this year because I I heard that you wanted to do something a little darker, Mm -hmm. which is what, as a fan of what you guys do and someone who wishes this community would give me that (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like i i feel like we've had so much not not you guys but all the other shit that's happening around us as far as like halloween inspired things go it's all hokey yeah yeah well it's one of
4: those things you have to battle because it's like okay is it family friendly Or kids you know what i mean i mean Stephen are definitely like well
3: it's this a. Rated- definitely
4: more of an adult show. It's if adult you would show. let your kid watch a rated R movie, then go ahead and bring them. Yeah. You know, and but yeah, it's definitely we like. There's a lot of stuff for kids to do during Halloween. There's not yeah. a lot of stuff you for adults to do. Take them to, to the fucking pumpkin Halloween. patch. Yeah, <laughs> don't come to our show maze, and then, then you got walk out mares and say. At Lagoon, you have all the yeah. things. Yeah. like come to an adult horror show. Yeah. you know,
0: we have a lot of families that have walked out that like bitch about it and they're like, I can't believe you would show this, and it's like. Did you see any of the pictures online? You know, did like what were you expecting? You know? Yeah. Well it's one
4: of those things is everyone has a different thought, like some people will love certain things and hate other things. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know, like, I'm always curious as to how many people are afraid of Ouija boards. Like, to me, yeah. it's not scary at all. And then I'll mention it and people are like, no. Yeah. no shut no. down. And we you're are... like, wait, what is wrong with it? We you know, had a Ouija board at
3: FearCon <laughs> last year.
1: Right? Yeah,
2: yeah, people won't walk up to your table. <laughs> and and yeah. they were weird about they it. They were yeah. very weird about it. It's, everyone's standard is so different what they think is inappropriate or scary or whatever and then it because we're in Utah it almost seems like everyone feels the subconscious pressure pressure to be family friendly whatever yeah. that may be or what it looks like and that's what every single Halloween attraction is here is family friendly and I'm like fuck that if I'm paying $25 to go here I better die
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I,
4: wanna, <laughs> I better you have know a fucking means. experience go, go this to this asylum, be. <laughs>
0: asylum 40 now uh 49 out in Tooele is like one of my favorite haunted houses. I go to, well, not this year because I've been so fucking busy, but I usually go to like 15 haunted houses and there is 15 haunted houses in Utah. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Um, and Asylum 49 is my favorite because when you go there, you don't feel safe. It, uh, you have to sign a waiver to where they can do the full contact thing. Mm-hmm. But the way they grab you and the way that they throw you and shove you into a dark room, it's a 45 minute haunt. You can be there for three hours. Oh
2: my God. Yeah,
0: so they, they'll, they will lock you into a cl- uh, closet for like 45 minutes to a half an hour. You can beg, you can scream, you can swear at them, say that you, you're gonna sue them when you go out, you signed a waiver. So you can't yeah. really do a goddamn thing. So you can't yeah. do that. Yeah, and they don't care. They don't. They don't care. And uh, I actually filmed my new short out there at the asylum uh, this year for an October evening. And that's for a short called Night Terror, which is about a woman that uh, wakes up in a night terror. And it's this continuous loop
2: whoa oh. yeah it's gonna be awesome oh my god
4: really it sounds excited. like my regular life
2: <laughs> yeah well it's, it's actually
0: inspired because uh, I, I do suffer from night terrors and uh there's something about those kind of dreams that are really really intense and visual and uh i kind of wanted to make something like that um because i was really inspired
4: well and it's fun because it's my first time i've really got to work with steven on a film so i did a lot of the um, I did the main costuming for the main actress and helped with wardrobe and things, and it was fun. To I mean, you did everything. You
0: were. You oh, were I was running around doing yeah. any.
4: I, I played fire. I'm in the film.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. I played
4: fire. I played, um I did something else. Oh I yeah, you remember. you were the
0: fire. Yeah, I we had to came in like into
4: this <laughs> this furnace where apparently they burned severed limbs. Cool. Like when if you were at the hospital and you had to get a limb cut off, this was like the chute where the severed limbs went. Oh my god. I had to climb on in there and then flash a little light, be in the flicker fire yeah, she, <laughs> for like over an hour. <laughs> she was, she was <laughs> and everyone faking like kept fire. checking on me. Are you okay? And I'm just like in and it was funny because like I was crouched down but then my feet would fall asleep. So I'd stand up but then it was barely Big enough to like fit me, so then I'm just staring at like a brick wall, you know. And I'm like, oh my cool, God. I'm just in here. But it was such a fun experience to be with people who are involved in October Evening and also be like collaborating with our fashion and film and all of that together because that's what really makes the show. It's a whole base yeah. of people.
0: It was a hella shoot,
4: it was a hella shoot,
0: yeah. Like my cinematographer. Uh Connor, he uh, actually had to take like a week off of everything afterwards. He he uh, like he took a week off of work and everything because it just wore him out. Um, I, and it gave me like a two
1: day hangover. Well, it's crazy. Like, like, like that's the, what it felt like
4: at being at the asylum. I don't know if you guys know, but half of it is a haunted house and half of it is an actual hospital. Yeah, asylum. We,
1: uh, we watched the Ghost Adventures episode
0: there. Okay.
2: For research. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we filmed <laughs> on the go.
0: Uh, the the, the hospital. The part.
2: Ghost Adventure yeah. side.
3: Yeah. 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 Ghost <laughs> adventure side. Uh, that's like.
0: Li- I took all the rooms that they said were like the most like possessed and Mm -hmm. like uh, this is where the worst shit went down and I was like great this is where this scene goes into yeah. place yeah but
4: it's funny because people on set definitely had experiences but yeah. like me and you like I didn't have any I didn't so have any I tried to walk around by myself in the dark to have an experience and we, I still didn't have an experience
3: the
1: more it's uh, the more you want it the less it's going to happen it's yeah. like a 16 year old who needs to lose his virginity and he's a junior in high school the more you want it the less
3: the yeah. chance of it's just of it not going to happen yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. going to happen the the ghosts are just like I don't want to deal with you Yeah. yeah
2: They're, they're going for the people who are weak and afraid. <laughs> and yes. I'm like, come on, give it not to us, we're like, like not enter happening. me, I am your vessel. Like, we don't I am your vessel. <laughs>
1: it's me, your boy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're like, not this one. Yeah. Oh, geez. No, I, I feel the same way. So when you say everyone was exhausted, it was just the filming of it was exhausting. You guys, it was tireless. Yeah,
0: it was, uh, we would start at one or two in the afternoon. We didn't leave every night till like around six in the morning. Jesus. You know, I didn't know. For three days straight. I
1: didn't know like, what a movie was like and I got uh, one of like my first real jobs as a comedian was doing a movie and uh, I didn't like I I had very few lines and it was like wildly exhausting. Yeah. Like I did not understand like you're going to do it over and over again, like 90 times, and you're going to film <laughs> from all these different ways, and people are going to mess up, and you're going to have to stand there and be tight. Like, it <laughs> yeah. was exhausting. Yeah. And I, I just did like two days of filming in like a restaurant in Provo or something, and it was just like, it killed. Yeah, I think
0: uh, what's important is to keep your staff and people happy. And uh, just make sure that everyone's fed and, you know, uh, there's
1: no drama on set. Yeah. And I know? was trying to, and it was funny, too. I can't imagine trying to, like, be spooky for yeah. two days.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh,
1: well, it, was, our, it was hard. The
4: main actress is fucking awesome because she yeah. had to definitely get into some dark headspace to do some of this filming. And she yeah, Julia was Faye, still in the best spirits, like, the whole shoot. She
0: was the only one that didn't complain yeah. uh, <laughs> at all. We're all like. Uh yeah yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I flew her out from California just to be in the film, and she only came out for three days, and then as soon yeah, as she came her, her three days were up, she she got right back on a plane and left. Wow. Uh, yeah, she was she was really really dedicated, and we're always in communication like uh, about she, the edit of the short.
1: Will she be at in October evening? No,
0: because uh, she's she's really busy right now, but um. When she comes out, I'm going to ha- give her like her own private screen. But
4: honestly, she's been a part of the show for several years. She's modeled for me <laughs> in my runway show several years. And she was also in Black Balloon, another short Stephen and I did together. Um, how a, many years ago was that? Four or that five? Was
0: five years ago. Five years ago. That was a carnival. Um, it was like a... Actually, Night Terror is like a sequel to Black Balloon because it's, like it's like a surreal dream. You know, uh, okay. I wanted to make kind of like a dark Fellini... Um, horror film for an October evening one year. So that's where Black Balloon came out of. It was basically um, when I was a kid, <coughs> I was 10, and uh, my mom decorated my whole room with clown shit. And I got this uh, flu one year, and it was like 104. To, uh, I had like 104, and it was hallucinating. And I remember looking around the room and the clowns. Sorry, I've got allergies. You're the all right. clowns were uh, just moving and I was like, <clears throat> holy shit. And it freaked me out so bad that I took everything that was clown oriented off the wall the next day. And I just shoved it under my bed. Huh. And, uh, that is also in the movie. A little boy is, um, he, uh, oh, I know what it is. It's the cats. Oh, no. I did that. And then I did that. Um, uh, we have the cats in the Yeah, studio. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with yeah, with Black Balloon, anyway. Uh, that's a scene in the movie. Uh, a little boy wakes up in his room, and he sees a clown, and he's, he's waving back and forth.
1: Ooh, yikes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you there's guys, some creepy shit. You guys make me want to make a horror the horror shorts so bad there's I've so much fun to dabble in it but um i do funny stuff but I've, i want to do something more like <laughs> i do some, funny stuff bad happens to someone well, yeah. you can always you can always put
0: comedy in in horror a lot of my stuff actually has comedy like uh, there's only Steven's few stuff
4: things... is actually really like a dark a very dark comedy it's um, really funny but only certain people can <laughs> really
1: appreciate I, it yeah. we're actually working on well i'm writing something now that's basically like a a little bit of a it, um, a narrative storytelling where I tell a story drunk history style almost. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then nice. And we recreate um the story of serial killers. Oh, cool. Without pulling any punches. Like, yeah. try to make it, like, tell the, you know, about all the grossest, nastiest, craziest stuff they do. But I'm going to, like, uh, firstly, it's supposed to be low budget. It's the whole point of it. So yeah. it's going to be, like... Um, pseudo set in reality but like with like a weird modern backdrop over it so like if kids were pretending to be the serial killers and playing pretend (laughs) and then all the genders are swapped Oh, oh cool. nice. So, yeah. That's really cool. Like, we're the first one I we're going to do swapping. is HH Holmes and Noelle's going to be HH Holmes. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's fucking, fucking awesome. Mustache, I love it. And then all of her lovers will be men that she murders and I love it'll that. be that. That's so we're, awesome. You know, we're planning that right now but I like the, the I like the gender swapping I love too, gender though. swapping yeah, yeah. too. I do so, that. So. Yeah, it should be pretty fun. And then we already have, We I've had so many girls approach me that heard about the project and be like, I really want to be Ed Gein or like, <laughs> yeah. says, I really want to be Jeffrey Dahmer. So you can make that happen for me. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So, that's, that's rad. It's going to be cool. So that's like a project we're working on. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, I guess one last, what, you have anything specific? You yeah, want
2: to I guess I would say um, for people who have never been to an October evening, how would you explain it to them? So
4: it's a multi-art Halloween show. We feature local film, local fashion, um, live music, and performances. So I feel like it fits quite a big variety of things. Like no matter who you are, there's something in there that you're going to really enjoy that's going to be something that's up your alley. Um, It's a very mixed show. All Halloween.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a mixed variety show. Um, it's a very very cult show. Um, if if you're wanting to go to like a, I don't know to see like something flashy or anything, it's like the opposite of that. <laughs> it's like I don't uh, know
4: I got a little flash. There's, there's a little we, flash. We, uh, I don't know. There's a little flash.
0: We I don't know. I look at it as like I don't know how I look at it.
4: But also just um, being at the Masonic Temple and the whole vibe and the way we decorate and the way we kind of like theme it all together. It's definitely an experience. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, why it's we more of an experience. At the Masonic Temple, um, it really fits for watching film as well as live performance and kind of being fully integrated into a whole experience rather than just going to like a Halloween convention or mm-hmm. like something like that. Like it's definitely people get creeped out by the Masonic temple. It's such a cool building to go into. Um, the whole si- theater in itself is beautiful. And we mm-hmm. always, you know, decorate and make it towards the theme and you get to experience film and live performance and music. And it's such, it's just an, a full experience all on its own.
0: If, if you're sick of like haunted houses and sick of going to see thriller, <laughs> same thing year. <laughs> come to an october evening and we'll we'll treat you right yeah the 20th Hell, no. the 21st
1: all right last question we'll start with andrea okay and we'll um how if you could do any project like time money none of it matters what would you do artistically
4: i would work on big
1: films what but what big film would you make? I mean I don't know you just wanna I just work on anyone's big film yeah I want to be a
4: part of a film where I can customize and rec- like create the full costume design L- not where it's like wardrobe styling but where I actually get to create characters that don't exist and I get to actually mm. create full costuming huge production type stuff like I want full sets and full you know mm. like a lot of the stuff I do is just even when I shoot my designs, it's usually just studio shots. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have sets or things like that. You know, I want the full production. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that sounds, I mean, I want that. Yeah. I'm not even interested <laughs> yeah, like, that much. That
4: that's amazing. what I want. That is amazing.
0: For me, uh, I'm, my passion project that I've always wanted to do ever since I was a kid, I'm actually uh, working on that uh, for next year, for 2018, uh, for my first feature. And I can't really talk about the details. Oh, what I want to talk about the, it. The project is, <laughs> but it, it is a horror film, and it is a remake, but it's not what you expect.
3: Cool.
2: Surprise and suspense. If I could do anything, yeah. Oh, I I told you. Well, I guess no one else would hear. I always forget that we have conversations outside of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> My my five year plan would to. Um, be in LA and go to Tom Savini's makeup school. Oh, that'd be nice. awesome. That's what I want to do. I, I want to in my perfect world I would just make monsters. Yeah. I wouldn't have a real job. I, I would just make monsters. That'd be That's amazing. Rad. That would yeah. be my dream. What about you, Shane? Oh, it would be to do this podcast,
3: you oh, fucking fuck asshole.
2: Oh, <laughs> 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 fuck you. Don't even say
3: it, not nope. even once. Oh, nope. <laughs> No,
1: um, I am very lucky, and I get to live my passion project all the time. I mean, I filmed an uh, hour special. I've done. I mean,
3: mm-hmm.
1: there's more. I would like to do more, but I've already done the biggest thing I could possibly do. I could do it bigger, yeah, but I've done it.
2: Which is quit your job and be a comedian full time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm poor, but it's so worth it.
2: I mean... But you're very
4: funny. I've seen your show very many times. Yeah, yeah. So
1: just every time we record the podcast or do live podcasts, I get to perform... That's, mm-hmm. uh, it's literally, I'm just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But to those people out there, some people like think they're like, oh man, it must be so cool. And it's like, uh, t- to peek behind the curtain, I'm living <laughs> off of less than $10,000 a year. Oh, yeah. me too. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm like, <laughs> okay. but like, you know, I could probably get another job, but mm-hmm. the, but it is the less time I put into time and energy goes into my art and then like it snowballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean. There are better weeks than others, but like, yeah, if you want to do your art, people are like, "Oh, I would do my art if I could make like this much money." And you're like, "Fuck you, just mm-hmm. do it." Yeah. You
3: know?
0: I think you can actually live very comfortably and do your art as long as you just keep working on it. And like you said earlier, um, you're authentic, and no, you totally. you you have a certain side of yourself. Uh, if if, you're, if you stay, if you stay if you stay true to yourself and that material, I think you'll you'll do just fine. Absolutely,
1: if you're willing to sacrifice and and you ruin believe, relationships,
0: ruin yeah.
3: relationships,
1: <laughs> ruin friendships, mm-hmm. give up social lives, be manic and crazy, wake up in the middle of the night thinking about jokes or art <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and have to write them down, scribbling it down. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> if you're if sleepless you, nights. Yeah, if you're willing to do that, then like nothing else matters. Yeah. I've I never think about I I, I never think about anything else. It, my friend sent me a text the other night, and he was like. uh talking to me about my set that night. And I was like, fuck, I just want to be better because I messed something up. And he was like, at life or comedy? And I was like, at comedy, <laughs> the rest of my life Who can fuck itself. Who cares about life? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. literally said the rest of my life can fuck <laughs> itself. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so it, once you get to that point, like in uh, creating is the most important thing. It's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade it for any amount of money. in the Yeah. World, yeah. So. We were t- I'll stay right where I am forever if I could.
2: We were talking about this earlier this week that Comfortability is the death of art. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. And um, like, there's that saying where you have you have to let go of the shore to see the horizon, and I think that's the conundrum people find themselves in is never saying fuck it, fuck expectation, fuck what's expect, like what I'm supposed to do, what I should be doing. I'm just gonna do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what you guys do. I know that's what Shane does. That's what I don't do. But it's amazing, (laughs) and it and it's beautiful. It so many great things come out of it and things like an October evening things oh, like so good. a and clean comedy so special so so thankful <laughs>
1: for those things yeah mm-hmm. right yeah I mean I don't know what you guys sacrifice, but I know I love an October evening
3: yeah I know, well,
0: I know I... every year I, I usually threaten to quit the show but in the last year or two I've, I've <laughs> I won't kinda... let him I'm like Stephen well, let's eat
4: tacos <laughs> I, I like doing everything will sh- be okay <laughs> I like creating with
0: her and I also like uh, the audience that we have mm-hmm. uh, I, I went to go get Uh, bring more tickets to the Tower Theater because we're selling tickets over the Tower Theater for $15. $15 to (laughs) the Tower Theater. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I brought tickets over there and this family came in and it's this guy that I have seen his family has came since the beginning, like the beginning show and Mm -hmm. he was like, I've been freaking out I thought tickets were going to sell out already and I couldn't get a ticket and like that felt so good that like you know that we actually have like an audience like that so I think that's what keeps it going as soon as it gets stale or if it's not fun anymore then it's it's time to throw in the towel yeah
1: Yeah, and just to everyone out there, comfort is not synonymous with happiness. Yeah. It seems counterintuitive, but comfort has nothing to do with how happy you are. Yeah. Comfort is the enemy of yeah. happiness. Yeah. That's
2: usually. been our, our, theme our the theme of lives It is the enemy of happiness.
1: It, really it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it it um it breeds apathy and apathy is the enemy of, of the of the human condition. So Yeah. You don't want that. So everyone get uncomfortable and do something cool. Yeah,
2: and go see an October evening the 20th and the 21st. 20th, 21st, $15 at Tower Theatre you can get your tickets yeah
1: well thank you everyone for listening uh, to Freaky Geeks fucking hail Satan hail
2: Satan (laughs) hail Satan